Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, Dave Moore. Dave, you're the Chief Innovation Officer at Growth Acceleration Partners. Your website is growthaccelerationpartners.com. Dave, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here, Josh. Thank you. Yes. Give us the overview of who Growth Acceleration Partners and what you do and who you serve. Sure. So uh, Growth Acceleration Partners, we advise, uh, design, and build custom software and data solutions. So we've been in business, I think, uh, about 16 years now, uh, just celebrated an anniversary. We are uh, woman-owned and led with our CEO, Joyce Durst, and uh, have a pretty awesome company that's ba- about 600 people uh, based wow. in the uh, headquarters are in Austin, Texas, the United States, and uh, the engineers are in Latin America, mostly Costa Rica and Colombia. So yeah. we help, help customers that are trying to build things for competitive advantage. And they need the engineering talent to help them figure out what to do and how to do it. Yeah. You know, and, and I've, Dave, I've, I've had this, uh, you know, I've had conversations about this before. Talk about the advantages of working with a Latin America talent pool. Yep. So if you're U.S. based, which uh, all of our customers are, uh, central time zone is a big thing that's uh, very important to them. Uh, so uh, having uh, that Central time, uh, instead of something overseas where you have to make some pretty serious adjustments into how you work and how they work, uh, that's one. But the main thing I would say is the talent pool of engineers in Latin America is phenomenal. Mm. So we get really high marks on the quality of engineers that are helping solve customer problems. Uh, So that's the big thing. And how is, you know, speaking from someone uh, maybe that... uh... You know, let's say there's uh, an you know an SMB founder, potential founder that's listening to us, and and they don't really understand um, the world of uh, acquiring talent um, for software development. Can you kind of just give it, you know, paint a, a thumbnail picture of what that world is like typically? Yes, uh, it covers a wide range, and we have customers that are across the spectrum. So we have some that are very uh, established. Uh, large companies that know exactly what they want and they just need teams of people to help build it, right? Uh, those are are, are quick, uh, long-term engagements. On the other hand, we have some that are like either a startup or they're not super tech savvy. And they're like, I need some advisory services to start with to help me figure out how to, how to lay this thing out and how to build this thing. And then if they like us, uh, we then follow on with the additional engineering resources and say, now let's, now let's build it. And so <laughs> they, they don't typically, uh, start staffing up full-time hires in the U S. And so they like the flexibility 
And then if the if the startup takes off, then they start expanding with uh, resources in the U.S. and Latin America. And I would imagine um, with Gap um, Growth Acceleration Partners, um, let's say that the founder isn't explicitly uber technical, uh, mm -hmm. and you know, and maybe initially they were thinking, you know, well, what we're going to do is we're going to just hire a couple of developers, and I'm going to tell them what to do, and we're going to get this thing built. The project management side of um, you know, of, 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 you know, larger, certainly larger scale technical projects, but, you know, things that it, it can get kind of in the weeds. It's, it's, yeah. it, it can be not for the faint of heart in my experience. Uh, that's true. And we have uh, rescue missions for companies that have gone down that path that are then like help us because things are off the rails here. Uh, and then we, we need some, we need some serious help, but back to your point about not being very technical uh, when you're uh, creating a, a business that is maybe it's a SaaS play. Uh, maybe you're hosting it all in the cloud. Uh, we are recommending to executives that they should be more technical. This is your business. So something that is so critical on how that whole thing works, you should know that. You don't mm -hmm. have to be writing code necessarily, but you should know about AWS and Azure and cloud and these things because your company depends on it. Instead of just saying, I have to trust this team of people that are wherever, I hope they know what they're doing. The, the most successful ones are getting more and more technical. Yeah. Um, and, and where did, um, where did gap come from and, and how did you get to a point now where you've got a staff of many, 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 many hundreds? Uh, yeah. Uh, Joyce Durst, uh, co-founded it with another person named Brett Bachman. It was like a lifestyle business. They had been in the big company world, uh -huh. big corporate world. And I think, uh, Joyce's story is that she went down to Latin America, uh, and was sold on the people and the talent and said, hey, let's start this thing. And then it just took off like uh, most good ideas and, and uh, hard to keep up with demand. And she leveraged her network of resources that were people like that trusted her that said, we would love to use your company to help us build these things. Now, now we have 600 people. And what are some of these, I think we're in a really interesting time right now, because I think we're looking at the promise of AI and what, you know, how AI can supplement um, development teams. What are you observing right now? Or, or how are those conversations going, uh, you know, or, or, you know, things that I would just, you know, what, what you're observing, what you're witnessing in, the, in, in your space, yep. both uh, with growth, growth acceleration partners and, you know, kind of more largely in the industry. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I have not seen a surge of any technology like this in my lifetime. Wow. Uh, so our customers, and I'm I'm with uh, quite a few different customers every week, they want to know how they can take advantage of it for business advantage, right? And that's 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 a hard problem, especially when you're talking about you need lots of data and their data is a mess. Uh, and they want to corral that, but they also want to consider things like data as a product. Maybe we can... Uh, monetize our data as, a, as an additional revenue stream that we've never thought of. There are marketplaces now for the data. So we have uh, very specialized practices, everything from advising around that to actually implementing it with our seasoned data scientists and data engineers that we can help. Yeah. Um, who are some of the folks that you've worked with or maybe some, some case studies or, or examples that you could kind of point to like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, some of the big ones are uh, Amadeus, 
Uh, so if you've uh, ever made an airline reservation, which I'm sure you have, uh, <laughs> it goes through Amadeus' systems. Uh, another is like Kestra uh, Financial, uh, based out of Austin, Texas, a big uh, fintech uh, play. Uh, Satva, the mattress company. Uh, mm -hmm. We have uh, 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 customers in a, a wide variety of industries, but our main things are uh, are fintech and, and health. Uh, uh, digital health type stuff. Those are our preferred. So yeah, but wide range of customers that were a pivotal part of their technology play. Before somebody hires a, uh, you know, firm that's going to help them build something that, that they right now is just, you know, it's just kind of on the whiteboard or it's kind of, you know, in their, they've done some mind mapping on it. They've kind of specced out, you know, what they hope to do with that. Um, what would what what are some uh, I'd say great pieces of advice you would give them so that they could make a a good hire because there's a lot of options um, and some of them are like oh should I just you know find some independent contractors should I hire internally should I you know should I work with growth acceleration partners like maybe what are, I don't know maybe it's uh, questions they could ask themselves or or certainly things to look out for or be, sure. be careful of uh great question and in my experience I find the c-suite is currently overwhelmed with a number of different options whether or not it's technology or implementation it, it's overwhelming uh so I would say to uh get a get a trusted agnostic advisor Someone that has been there, done that, and has stories of successes as well as failures, say, this is what's worked for us. This is what we've seen not work. We've been down these roads. we got a lot of scars and burns all over us, and we can help you navigate these treacher treacherous waters. Find somebody like that. Uh, when you do that, then you have, you're kind of joined at the hip with this, with this uh, agency or company that can help uh, really increase your odds of success. Otherwise, we see people making similar mistakes like the one I, I mentioned earlier about totally trusting an outsourcing team and then trying to bring it, bring it back and stuff like that. We could have helped them before they went down that path. And, I, and I'm not saying an outsourcing team is not the is always not the solution. Sometimes it is. But here are the things that you got to be careful of when you do that. Have a product manager on your side, have a product manager on their side. We have a long list of things like that that help increase success. Yeah. Um, and so, Dave, what is the, um, you know, kind of the exploratory process, you know, if someone's like, well, all I know is that we've got something that needs to get done. Um, mm -hmm. Sure, you know, happy to have a conversation, but what do those conversations usually look and sound like? Uh, they are a free uh, conversation, consultation, <laughs> uh, typically an hour where let's talk about what you're trying to do. And we'll see if we can help. Sometimes it might be something that is totally out of our wheelhouse. We're like, we not, we're not the best ones for this. Uh, but really just kind of chart it out. And the other thing that we like to do in that uh, meeting, Josh, is everything that we do ties back to a business advantage. So we're not, we're not technologists that are recommending things because they're new, they're fatty, they're all these cool things. We're like, Here's how it's going to increase revenue or it's going to decrease operational expenditure or it's going to make your employees happy or your customers delighted. Those are the things that we focus on and we use technology as a foundation to make that happen. But if we can't tie it back to a business benefit, it, it falls down. Yeah. 
And Dave, you have the distinction of being the chief innovation officer. Uh, talk about that role. Uh, that that is a role uh, that is centered around failure. So oh, no. I, I like I like to say that uh, the most innovative companies don't just tolerate failure; they actually embrace it and celebrate it. So, from an internal perspective, uh, I'm working with our teams to help them kind of push the needle on doing some things, and whether or not it's skill sets that we need out for our customers, or building product lines that are pretty innovative that are solving specific problems. On the customer facing side, it's about bringing that kind of uh, failure mindset and to, to make sure that they, are, they get comfortable with kind of iterating on things, knowing that you're not gonna get it right first, but you're gonna get it right eventually. So, and I'm not talking about failing where you're flying a plane in the side of the mountain. I'm talking about you have like a lab environment where you are testing and really pushing the limits on things and the art of the possible, things that you were thought were way out of reach before. Let's focus on those. Those are, those are the reasons people speed to work every day is focusing <laughs> on stuff like that. And so that's it. So I have an internal focus and an external focus where I help our customers uh, implement some of these, these processes. Sure. And uh, your website is growthaccelerationpartners.com. Uh, to that person that's listening to our conversation, um, maybe they're familiar with you already, and this is just part of their due diligence. What are the next steps? Uh, the next steps are you can reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on the, on the growthaccelerationpartners.com website. I would be glad for any listener. I would be uh uh, happy to have a free consultation call and just hear what they're trying to do and see if we can recommend any good insights that they can take it forward. So they can find me. I'm easy to find and I'm <laughs> eager to help. Yes. All right. Good deal. So again, growthaccelerationpartners.com. Dave Moore, your chief innovation officer. It's been great having you. Thank you so much, Dave, for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.